0: 7.48 on the Crosstalk on WIZM. It's primary season, moderates, tweets that interrupt uh, your job, and uh, uh, the Jeb Bush of the 2020 Democratic primary. Oh, and one comment that I read earlier this week, the winner of the Democratic primaries is Donald Trump, our guest on the Crosstalk this morning. From Americans for Limited Government, Rick Manning, good morning. Happy Valentine's Day.
1: Happy Valentine's Day to you. I'm sure everybody in Lacrosse has already gotten everything. They're not going to be trying desperately to get flowers delivered and all that because I tried to do that yesterday, and the people told me, no, we can't get flowers to you where your wife works tomorrow yeah so I hope you guys have better luck on late delivery than I did
0: Well and I tell you what I, uh, I I don't envy any delivery people today it's 15 below here this morning so Ooh. it's be yeah, it's gonna be a, f- well, that's a, little ch- a, a little frosty uh, a frosty uh, morning for a while All right let, with primary season uh, how will things change as we move on to uh, Nevada South Carolina, then Super Tuesday, I assume will lose a lot of candidates after Super Tuesday.
1: Well, I, I think the reality is you've, this race is down to um, there's down it it's down to four players um, and they aren't they don't include Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. Um, the four players are uh, Mike Bloomberg, um, booty jig and obviously Bernie Sanders and Amy Klobuchar and you'll begin to, right now you're already seeing the money moving around the money that was on uh, Warren is moving uh, is moving the money that was on Biden is moving and it's you know that that's that's the reality um I don't put much credence in the in uh the Nevada caucus um largely because it's a Um, It really is run by two major unions, and and they tend to drive the results, and that's not really uh, representative of anywhere else. Um, South Carolina is what's going to matter. South Carolina is going to—if Joe Biden is going to— uh, even if there's any chance that Joe Biden will get this nomination, it's going to be in South Carolina. It'll be because African American voters stick with him and don't peel off to another candidate, or don't decide that you know I really don't want to change directions. I you know things are pretty good and I just don't turn out in the Democratic primary. So that's the that's the real question here. South Carolina, where the African American voters in South Carolina go, will play a huge role. And determining what the what the next uh, next steps are, and the other wild card is Mike Bloomberg hasn't been on the ballot for all intents and purposes. He's got a whole he's just totally focused on the big uh, uh, the big delegate states in uh, you know California amongst amongst them for Super Tuesday, and he is ignoring. Um, doing any of the press, the flesh stuff that normally you'd have to do. In fact, he opened up a, Nor- a New Hampshire office the day after the New Hampshire primary. Really? <laughs> yeah. Was he not paying attention well, to the of, calendar? There's, there's a lot of good. Ta- no, there's a lot of good talent available. Oh, sure. So wanted to scoop them up. Yeah. Because oh. he anticipates he's, he, he he's going to win. And since he didn't do the press the flesh stuff in New Hampshire, and New Hampshire is a state that will be in play, he he opened up an office to keep the democratic uh, uh, keep stoking the democratic fires and put money in to try to buy the affections of those people who he wasn't willing to go actually meet face to face.
0: So Nevada is uh, kind of an also ran, uh, and maybe that explains why. Uh... Uh, Joe Biden went right to South Carolina uh, after uh, uh, New Hampshire, uh, before it was actually completely over. He moved on to uh, South Carolina. That's where lots of candidates will put uh, uh, their eggs in hopes uh, of sprouting. uh, uh, I don't want to keep going. uh, uh, Hopefully getting a little (laughs) more support there. It is interesting, too, that the media seems to have picked a couple of what they call moderates, to uh, move forward, in uh, in Buttigieg and uh, Klobuchar, are they really moderates?
1: No, they're not moderate. They're they're no more moderates than um, uh, I can't think of anybody who's for the left. And Elizabeth Warren is okay. There's not a there's a demeanor difference. Um, they don't yell at you and tell you um, I'm crazy, I'm crazy, and I'm going to kill you if you don't vote for me. But they are, uh, but they believe the same things. There's not a, a. There's like maybe two inches between them and Bernie Sanders. It's a. I mean, all you need to know about uh, about any of these guys is Bernie Sanders had two staffers, field staffers, who were caught on tape on video saying they wanted to put people who don't agree with Bernie Sanders into gulags. And Mayor Pete didn't say, Bernie Sanders needs to fire these guys. This is unacceptable. Amy Klobuchar didn't say, oh, Bernie Sanders needs to fire these guys. This is unacceptable. They all kept quiet because ultimately the candidates who remain in the Democratic primary are have all bought into the idea that they need the... Um, the military wing of the Democratic Socialist Party, which is Antifa, and they need Antifa to win. That's their that's their, their legs on the street. So they are so they're not willing to take on Antifa. Anybody who's not willing to say that you jail your political opponents for re, to send them to reeducation camps um, is not a moderate.
0: Well, there you go. So there's your explanation uh, for uh, whether they are or they aren't moderates, regardless of what the national news media uh, is trying to tell you. All right, let's let's uh, step off the campaign trail for just a minute here before we run out of time. Uh, Tweets from the president uh, really kind of got under the collar of Attorney General uh, Barr, who finally said, you know, this is making it really difficult for me to do my job. And it seems, at least at the moment, the president heard that message and hasn't tweeted since uh, since he kind of got involved in, uh, in the attorney general's job.
1: Well, you know, I, I, I'll give both sides on that first of all i i've been in the room with the president and the attorney general um in that in the speech the president made uh the victory speech the attorney general was sitting where he laid out a lot of the deep state stuff uh, the attorney general was sitting in the front row about uh, almost directly in front of the president when he's making that speech okay so and you know so there's they have a you know a, very they've got a relationship that's a positive relationship the truth is the politics of how of how things work the president's tweets about roger stone were making it more difficult for the for ag Barr to get to the bottom of this stuff and try to get a come to a fair record, uh, fair situation because he was being attacked as being a, a political puppet because of that I think the president was right. On the other hand, I think the president was right in that those prosecutors lied to the Department of Justice, said they were going to go with a lower sentence. Then they went before the court and they gave, a, then they gave the maximum sentence you could possibly imagine uh, for a guy who, who really didn't do. He, 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 his lying to Congress was he, he called back like five hours later and said, I misremembered this. I need to correct the record. That's the lying to Congress that got him on. It is a so it is a uh, the whole thing is was a made up, put up deal. Um, He's not Al Capone. He's a political operative who happened to support Donald Trump. And as a result, he got punished. He was going to get punished far more severely than anybody else. Donald Trump stood up for his friend, which he should do. And, you know, and now it's time to let the let the DOJ do their job.
0: So uh, there's th- th- just more of Democrats who can't figure out a way to take down President Trump so they'll do the best they can to take down everyone around him in hopes of maybe causing people to think, I don't want to be next to Donald Trump, I'll end up in jail somehow.
1: That's that's exactly right, and the fact is, Roger Stone is Donald, is Donald Trump's longest political friend in terms of chron- chronology. Um, he's been they've been political. Roger's done work for for Donald Trump for forty years, at various at various levels. They've been friends for forty years, and for Roger Stone to be to be tried in a what was a kangaroo court, the the actual this, Get this. The actual foreman of the jury ran for Congress as a Democrat and had had given money to all the Democrats and had tweeted and and put Facebook posts up attacking Trump on these very issues that they were trying Roger Stone on prior to the trial. And nobody and they weren't allowed to disqualify this this person who was the foreman of the jury. It is, it is such a put-up job, and the problem that any Republican has in D.C. is it's 96% Democrat, and it's all activist. So if you're put in front of a D.C. jury or an Alexandria jury, which is Northern Virginia, if you're put in front of one of those two things— and you're a Republican on political charges, you are going to get convicted. You do not have a trial of your peers. You have a trial of your political opposition who are desperate to take you off the playing field and want to put you in jail. So that's what Roger Stone faced. Is that it was a put-up job. It was wrong. And I'm not saying he didn't do anything wrong. I, I'm just saying that He never had a fair chance, and and Bill Barr needs to correct that situation.
0: All right, let me ask you quickly, because we're going to be out of time here in less than a minute. Anything going to happen over the weekend that you and I need to talk about
1: on Monday? You know, that's a great question, (laughs) but if if I could read Donald Trump's Twitter account in advance – I would know, but I, I'm i confident that something will, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, all right. I, well, I try to guess. I'm wrong.
0: Have a fabulous Monday, uh, a fabulous weekend, and we'll probably touch base again on Monday, just, just so that we can shrug our shoulders and say, what? We got to go. Rick Manning on the Crosstalk on WIZM, just trying to make sense of Democrat socialists who are getting support from... The media, it seems. Uh, that's interesting to me. All right. Uh, thanks to Kevin, who lives in Ettrick, 27 below. He sent me a picture of his phone. Be careful out there. It is painfully cold. Hug your kids. W-I-Z-M Crosse.